honestly though, it's Julio's. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, because they there's no Mariners there's no Mariner yeah. logo right there. That's oh. just an S. <laughs> <laughs> just Julio. Yeah. Also, did you see the back? That's supposed to be Julio. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why does he look like a Looney Tunes character? Uh, yeah, I don't know. He looks like a robber. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like fucking hamburger. <laughs> <laughs> well, Julio's, I would say. Our, uh, our success. Yeah. Yeah, I'll give him a 7.5 out of 10. You know, it. I don't know a lot how long they're going to last because either A, they're going to get tracked down by Fruit Loops, or B, noticed by the MLB. I was going to say. And so... I feel like it's just a lawsuit box. <laughs> <laughs> Well, now that we, uh, well, now that I finished my bowl of Julio's, well, well, let me down this. Okay. All right. So, as you might have seen, we, uh, we just tried the Julio's there, basically a ripoff of Fruit Loops, but they were pretty good. <laughs> Not um, basically, it just is. <laughs> They're exactly the same as Fruit Loops. And I can't help but this, like, this photo of julio just looking up at me he it lo- it's like he knows that he is stealing fruit loops and just, <laughs> hopefully he's making some good money off of it yeah yeah but uh yeah he's had a pretty crazy crazy past week uh julio rodriguez that is in the world of baseball and he did return yesterday in the lineup from an illness i believe but uh unfortunately the eight game win streak was snapped mm. Uh, but you know what? They're going home. They're playing the A's and they're playing the Royals. And other way around, they're playing the Royals first. And those are the two worst teams in baseball. Who so, are the Rangers playing in this stretch? Uh, they just got done playing the Diamondbacks, and they lost their sixth game in a row last night. Uh, why don't Why don't I uh, fact check that real quick? I'll look up who the Rangers are playing. But yeah, yeah. I'm just looking before I showed up for this and. The Mariners are only a game and a half back in the AL West, which yeah. is fucking wild. We and we haven't been this close to the AL West since I believe two thousand one. I was in the say, running for the. It hasn't the even been like an option in <laughs> twenty two years, basically. I, I know. Yeah. Like every year, you know, when they are close enough to be in this conversation, it's like, oh, maybe they'll grab the last wild card spot. You know. Like, yeah. Like last year and. Several times in the past, you know, 10 years or so. So the fact that the AL West is right there for the taking. And so to answer your question, the Rangers play the Twins, who are leading their division right now. Um, granted, they're like 65 and 61 or oh, something. So is they're that the AL Central? The AL Central. The, yeah, they The suck. AL Central has, is and has been bad for the past few seasons now. Um, but yeah, they play Minnesota and, I mean... They've got some good players on their team. There's a reason why they're winning their shitty division. But yeah. <laughs> hopefully they can give the Rangers a little bit of a test today because the Astros 
I believe I, the game is not over. I don't think, but the Astros were getting spanked. Oh, by was it like the Red eleven Sox. to nothing or something? Seventeen like to one was the oh. final. Well, they probably have that wrapped up. Oh, it's it's, final. it's, it's, it's over. Final. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So the Astros lost again today. So they have now have more losses than we do. Uh, one game. So we leapfrog. We leapfrog them and took second place in the division on our day off. Easy. Gotta love it. Yeah. So Pretty exciting stuff. So I guess I don't know. Do we want to just wrap up Mariners talk now? Yeah, or? I just wanted to briefly mention Julio while we were eating the well, Julio. Didn't he and, have like? a record for the Mariners for like most hits in an eight game span or something like that. Yeah. Or, he, what was he, it? He, I, I believe he had a hit in like eight straight games or something like that. But the, the MLB record that he broke was 17 hits in 22 at bats. And that mm. is just insane. I saw that was a record that stood since 1900. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> like it, Washington it, as a state was only 11 years old when that record was. And I think the guy hits in four games. I, uh, Colby, if you want to um, figure out who the guy was that used to have the record, because he has some like early 1900s name, like Skip something like or Clyburn or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's so long ago that his dad or grandpa lived through the Civil War. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> yeah, baseball is a it's a pretty awesome sport in that sense, where the the longevity and the history of it is. Oh. So the record was previously held by Milt uh, Milt Stock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 19, um, yeah, he he did 16 hits in 1925 for the Brooklyn Rob Robins, which is. That just sounds like basketball. You robbers. know that guy was drinking whiskey and smoking cigars between <laughs> and bats. dude the the pitches that he was probably hitting to get those sixteen hits were probably like going like 48. fifty miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brooklyn Robins. I mean, I don't. Is, is that a? That seems like it doesn't exist anymore, does it? Uh, oh, definitely not. Yeah, I mean, okay. no. yeah, they turned into Baskin Robbins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Brooklyn. I mean, I don't. I'm not a huge, you know, MLB. That sounds like a person. Yeah. <laughs> that just seems like someone made that up and put it on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad his record is broken. <laughs> Milt stock. Yeah. Well, sorry, Milt. But your record that your record Wait, that on, stood. Let me see if I can get a picture of Milt stock. They might not even have had photos. <laughs> oh, Milt stock him. was around. You got him. Oh, I got him. All right. All right this is big. This is... So, I, I like know. that we can't even see it, yeah, but like the viewers can I just I want to know if he matches up with with what's in he my mind's like, eye. He looks just like <laughs> Dude, he is like, like exactly what I was picturing. And his pants, like <laughs> yeah. those look so heavy. Old baseball pants from the early 1900s. They look like what you would make overalls out of or something. They probably were. <laughs> That must have been uncomfortable. <laughs> Good old Milt Stock. Well, Milt, I'm sorry, buddy. Your your record's broken. And uh, anyway, moving on to football. So, well, you know what's funny? Just real quick, I I think it's kind of hilarious. Like last year, I remember we had a podcast about the Mariners where I, I hadn't been paying too much attention, but you were like, I don't even want to talk about them. They're making me so mad. They suck so much ass. And then right after that, they went on a tear. And I feel like we just had an episode 
I don't know, a few weeks ago, like three, four weeks ago, where we kind of had the same conversation, and now here we are in an even better position than they were last year. It's yeah, kind of crazy. And- it is, and I feel like last year um, sort of taught me a lesson of like it. Baseball is such a long season. Like you can't get upset over one game. Like you, like you do inevitably from a from a Seahawks game or like yeah. from a football game because there's just less of them there's a tenth of the amount of football games that there are baseball games so like your baseball team could be doing terrible or or mid as the kids would say um and hovering hovering around a 500 record but then like once the final two months arrive your team can really kick it into high gear and then it becomes like a really suspenseful exciting sport yeah when the playoff race heats up and and everyone's every every little game matters and you're you know trying to catch the division leader so really excited to potentially get a bye week in the playoffs as well or not a bye week but a but a bye round right um due to the the i believe it's the al the two al and nl division leaders with the best records get the bye weeks or bye Mm -hmm. rounds so that'll be that'll be exciting because we'll maybe not have to play every game at noon this season like we did last year when yeah that sucked yeah that i also bullshit. had to work through like half of them which was annoying. yeah i had to work through like i think all but the first one so or the first game we played against blue jays which we won yeah and then the one that went into like t- the 12th inning or something like that with no runs it went into like the 18th yeah i watched that alone at your house because <laughs> you had to go to work and i was just like we're not gonna win this game i know i remember i remember thinking like when we were watching that game i was like all right i can watch this whole game because i don't work until five and then it was just all right i guess i have to go to work and then the game (laughs) didn't end for like another three hours and then it got to a point where i was so sick of watching us not being able to get a hit that i left and i picked ken up and i was like let's go get dinner and a drink like i i I can't do this and then they're playing the game in there (laughs) so i still had to watch us lose after all that (laughs) yeah yeah i'm i'm really excited for the playoffs though this season and um yeah it should be very exciting stuff yeah yeah and i mean as, as long as they stay the course of what they've been doing they'll at least be in the playoffs again which I mean, I couldn't even you you might know, but the last time we made the playoffs two years in a row has got to be like 2000, 2001 or just the 90s. I mean, I shit. think it would have had to be the uh well, actually, no, it was 2000, 2001 because they made the ALCS both years oh, okay. and lost to the Yankees both years. So That's so horrible. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, moving back into the world of football, we have a mixture of good and bad news coming out of that second preseason game. Um, I thought Drew Locke, once again, had a really strong performance. Mm-hmm. Um, he only threw six passes, but for like 118 yards or something like that. So a ridiculous almost 20 yards per pass attempt. Gina looked sharp as well, not as many big plays, but they both, um, they only each of them only threw six passes and went five for six. So I don't think you can be too upset about that. I liked the rollout plays that Drew Locke was... He looked like he was having good success and good vision out there when he was, you know, play-action rollout or yeah. what have you. Granted, we didn't, like, have that many big plays through that uh, that play scheme, but it was it was good to see him making the throws. and he, You know, I think... Um, I mean, we can talk a lot about this play, but uh, the one to JSN where he fit in in a tight window right over his shoulder... Mm-hmm right over the db's back and then you know jsn takes it all the way to the one awesome throw awesome catch that 
looks routine in the moment, but that's just because JSN is already like a freaking pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a hard catch to make, and it was a dime of a throw. By it, re- it really was. He's got <clears throat> honestly really, really impressive arm strength. I think it probably is slightly better than Gino's. Um, but the thing is, I, I read this today when drew is playing we run like the sean mcveigh version or sorry the um jared goff version of our offense where Mm -hmm. there's constant play action and drew's really good at play action but when we ask him to do the geno stuff where you drop back and read the defense and have more difficult reads that's when he threw the three picks against the cowboys last year and i i didn't realize that i just i guess i just hadn't noticed watching the games until Mm -hmm. that was pointed out to me i'm like oh that makes sense because when you run play action the reads are a lot simpler you know it's like you basically everyone is moving the same direction and you just look for the open guy whereas when you drop back you gotta you know be very methodical right Um, and I believe that is also uh, the interception Drew threw in the first game. I believe was just on a straight drop back, no no play action. Just an interesting thing to watch heading into this Green Bay game because I imagine Drew's going to start it mm-hmm. and will probably play at least the first half. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, I thought you know you can't get mad at a guy for executing the simpler stuff to perfection i mean that's not a problem um i just think for his development it'd be good to give him some more challenging stuff out of the playbook yeah one play that made me scratch my head was the sweep play to dj dallas why are we why are we running plays like that that seems a little like silly to me yeah that at least it wasn't to a tight end. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we, we do that last we year? We did. We did it on several occasions, and it was always, like, the most disastrous Yeah, why outcome. do we think that the... I mean, the sweet plays, I feel like the only time it's ever successfully worked for us was when we had, like, Percy, Percy Harvin, Harvin yeah. doing it. And that's because he's really fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. DJ Dallas is just, like... I mean, I like DJ Dallas, but he's, like... I feel like he's the slowest out of all of our running backs. He probably is. Like, look at him, too. He's bigger. He's not, like, so why why we're running the jet sweep with him is beyond me. But you know who I did like, uh, also like the name, Sir, Ro- er, what Sir Roderick it? Thompson. Sir Roderick Thompson. Yeah, yeah. He, had a, he had a pretty big game. Uh, what, he scored a touchdown, and I think he, like, had like a juke move or someone he had a on really, someone or it might have been just a big run i couldn't remember if it was I that can't or remember, a touchdown i mean i actually so i only watched the first three quarters roughly mm-hmm. um just i only watched the condensed game i had to work oh but. okay but yeah he had a really nice run down the sideline where it looked like he was maybe gonna get two yards and he got like 28 or mm-hmm. something just like juking people out of their shoes um but yeah i think uh just to wrap up the cowboys game I think this team has some juice and some energy that's been missing out of this Seattle squad since 2014. You know, they they are playing together, and not just the starters, but the backups, the third stringers. Like, everyone is just amped up and excited and young and passionate. And uh, I don't know if you've listened to this interview podcast between uh sherman and pete yeah have you listened to it i've seen clips of it i haven't listened to the full thing you should listen to the whole thing it's like one of the best football conversations i've ever listened to i mean as a seattle guy it's like it doesn't get much better than hearing those two guys just have an honest in-depth conversation about their whole history together Mm -hmm. it was fantastic 
Uh, but Pete brought up in that conversation that he feels like this team has uh, basically everyone is bought in in a way that they maybe hadn't in previous years. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like you can see it. You can feel you can see it translating onto the field. And, you know, not everyone's playing perfect, but everyone's playing with a ton of energy. I think, I mean, this is a pretty obvious statement I'm about to make, but I really think that it has everything to do with, like, a rebuild of the culture. Yeah. And, like, not that we're doing anything differently, but we're doing it with different personnel. Whereas, like, Russell Wilson is still a part of that team or was still a part of that team that lost the Super Bowl. And Mm -hmm. I saw the clip where where Sherman said that they were, like, hurt by the play call. And when they lost, like, they weren't mad. They were, like, you know, heartbroken by it. And so so it's just, like, awesome to see, like, a new fresh batch, a new generation of players that don't, they don't have to, you know, they don't, they have, don't that, have that, they don't have that history of, you know, that loss on their shoulders. Yeah, and, all of that. and it's interesting because, you know, we brought Bobby back and now he's, like, the literal leader of this whole team i would say overall and i mean he he was before he left in the first place you know he's mm-hmm. like the, the locker room guy um it's kind of like they rebooted the seahawks and they're bringing yeah. they, and they casted a fan favorite in bobby wagner to yeah be, to be in the seat he's like harrison get, ford get like one uh, but yeah, no, I I'm really excited for the regular season to start because I think this team is is gonna be pretty damn good this year. I I, I have a hard time making predictions, but um, on another positive note, before we get into some negatives, uh, a pretty important person is back on the practice field today, having been cleared. Jamal Adams. Yeah, I saw he passed his physical. Yep, ready oh, to I play. Kind of forgot about that. So I know. what does he have to do? Because I know he was taken <clears throat> off the PUP list, but like, what is next for a Jamal Adams? So he's just got to get into you know football shape. So they're gonna uh, probably just start him going through walkthroughs and whatnot, maybe some individual drills, uh, just lighter work, and then just slowly ramp him up and maybe try to get him ready for week one. It's I feel like you know we're just under three weeks out from it, mm-hmm. um, so it's getting a little close. I think. It would be kind of a long shot, but I think at the very like worst case scenario, we because ha- we have an early bye this year, right? I think worst case scenario we have him after the bye, so that's only four games. But he could be. I mean, it's not impossible that he's ready week one. So I think um, you know that's been kind of lost in the shuffle with all the other players we've added and the coaching changes and this and that. But Jamal Adams being back out there absolutely makes this defense better. I think it makes a difference of like like five ranks better yeah and it's it's been so long since we've like been able to rely on him as a piece of our defense like last year and then the year before that when what or was that 2021 2021 he had the shoulder at the end of the year right okay yeah and that was the year we won the division no 2020 he also oh that's right i think this is other like he's just got dang he's gotten beaten up then yeah and the torn quad is like that is a serious surgery so it's actually even though that was about a year ago now like it's it's pretty impressive that he's physically cleared to play because that that could be a two-year thing for certain people and and at that point it's like do you even keep going i mean it's that's tough to bounce back from so yeah really awesome that him and jordan brooks both 
are potentially both going to be suiting up for us week one. It's and I don't think we talked about the JSN injury, did we? No, we haven't yet. I yeah. Was, I was trying to get all the positives out of the way because that one was a gut punch. And that, it was on that long uh, play. It was on the long play, yeah. And uh, I I don't know. I'm not too worried about it, though, because I was li- hearing things about it, and it sounds like the bone that he fractured is the quickest healing bone in the wrist or or something along those lines is what i heard yeah i think it's gonna come down to a his pain tolerance and b the likelihood of like re-aggravating the injury if he plays we might as well just leave him out as long as possible then because i i don't know i feel like jake bobo is making enough big plays to where he could potentially be our more bobo baby that's that's all i want and you know all i hear in the off season you know like scouting reports that come out from the seattle press is that every day bobo does something crazy in practice like i'm not gonna lie it started as a meme our love for bobo simply because of the name but the guy's actually fucking good yeah (laughs) i don't know if you saw the um the blocking play that he yeah. had on the run, the Charbonnet run where he like acted like it was a pass to kind of drive the DB yeah. to the to the sideline and kind of out of the equation. He's really got some tricky uh, maneuvers like that. We're just kind of he, he's really good at like manipulating the defender and not always just with pure athleticism. I mean, he's he's pretty quick in his his uh, route running, but he has these slight hesitations and things he does with his eyes and mm-hmm. uh, mannerisms to to trick them which i mean that gets him open that's why he's able to get open even though he's kind of a lumbering yeah because i know he ran ba- basically ran a 5 uh, 40 time didn't he i heard it was more like high 4 sixes i like really i i thought it was like 4 4 9 something i've seen that but then i've heard other people say like no uh he was or no i think what happened was he was injured when he ran that and then at his pro day he ran like a, a four six eight or something like that so mm-hmm. like he's but still you know that's basically four seven speed we're talking like there's several defensive linemen that ran faster than that at the draft so at the, as a receiver that's still not fast but it's not like he's like you know i feel like we would be running about a five <laughs> so yeah it's, well it's almost like if if he has success while jsn is gone assuming he makes the team and then JSN comes back, like, Bobo's big enough to where you could probably use him on the outside, have Lockett and uh, um, JSN in the slot and DK on the other side. That Two big guys on the outside and the smaller guys on the inside. That seems like a pretty good recipe for success. Yeah, and I mean, especially with, you know, the D. Eskridge injury and, or sorry, the, the injury and suspension, I guess. And Derek Young might have to get core surgery. I heard about they, they that. They keep like flip flopping on his uh, prognosis for that, but um, I oh, think is that because of the hernia? They don't like. They haven't said hernia explicitly yet. Yet they just have been saying core injury, but hmm. I don't know what else it would be. It's it's weird. They've been kind of vague about what's going on with him, but he played against the Cowboys, so hopefully we get some clarity on that. Maybe even Pete addressed it today, but. Mm um long story short bobo has put himself to where he's actually one of our more important players heading into week one because i think there's a good chance he's starting as wide receiver three against the rams especially 
uh, you know, if we don't want to risk further injury to JSN, because he doesn't need to prove anything else to me. Like, he looks amazing, and I want to watch him in all 17 games, but if we have to make it 16 for the sake of his health, that's fine. You know, I think we can get by with, with Bobo. Yeah, I'm honestly like, even though JSN is going to be a really important and valuable piece of the offense, I'm like kind of excited that Bobo is getting the opportunity it does, it's unfortunate that JSN went down, but I've got to question whether or not you know he would be an automatic for the team if he if yeah. JSN didn't. I mean, get hurt. I was uh, <laughs> so when we were doing our mock drafts, I kept seeing Bobo pop up in like the sixth or seventh. I round. think I did too, and I just kept like yeah, because that name kind of just sticks with you. Yeah, and I was like, oh, Bobo UCLA, and I think I even drafted him once or twice just because i was like i want bobo um so he's kind of been on my radar since like fucking february uh-huh. um, so it's just funny that we got because when we signed him as a udfa i was like oh they got bobo that's hilarious he'll probably just be a camp body and that'll be the end of it but yeah i mean he's kind of been a revelation so it's it's just crazy how things work out in the nfl sometimes but in other injury news uh still not much of an update on devin witherspoon I'm a little concerned. Uh, I feel like this guy's missed all of training camp at this point and all the preseason. Yeah, uh, I'm. I, I know. So he's a very instinctual player. So I know when he finally does get to get out there, I'm not worried about him performing, um, like ba- like super badly or anything. I'm just like, is is this heading towards like pup list? Because that would suck if he has to miss the first. Is it six- a hamstring? Yeah. God, I don't understand. I and I think probably because I'm not running at full sprint speed all the time, but like I've never injured my hand. Like I don't, I, I don't understand how that's such. That's like the most common injury I feel like in football is I, the uh, hamstring. It's just because they they are so explosive and, and push themselves so hard. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I've like never really done anything besides tweak it, but I don't move like that. So. Yeah. Yeah, um, hopefully we can get some more clarity or just, you know, an, an update on how long he's going to be out because right now we're looking at going into week one without our top two picks in the NFL draft, which just sucks. But We've had crazy bad injury luck, though, this whole entire training camp. The thing is, we've had a lot of minor injuries. Look at the Denver Broncos, man. Tim Patrick, torn Achilles. Jerry Judy just got carted off the field today. Did really? You know that? No. Yeah. Yeah, and that was a hamstring injury, and uh, there's, wow. I, I saw something that it could be a grade two or three hamstring, which could be up to eight weeks that he's out. Jeez. So, uh, I, I know it's been bad, but I mean, we've had no ACLs, we've had no Achilles. We haven't had any season enders. Right. That's good. So, uh, while it is annoying as hell that all these little things are coming up, it's it's football, it happens, and I think all things considered, we're, we're coming into week one with pretty good health. Um. I would just request of Pete Carroll that we don't play a single fucking starter on Saturday. Against Green Bay, yeah. Yeah, and I'm almost, like, more so of the mind, like, let's roll into the game starting some number threes because... Holton? Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be good to get Drew some more reps in case he needs any playing time this year. Um, Optimally, he just has another, you know, redshirt season. Mm -hmm. But, uh, like, any of the offensive line... Don't put any starters out there, you know. Like, I, honestly, I don't even really want them to play Bobo that much because we can't afford for him to get to, hurt. Now. Yeah. 
So throw Landers out there, you know, Aesop, Winston Jr., some Kay Johnson. We'll be fine. We'll move the ball. Those guys are solid. Um, but, yeah, if, uh, preseason finale against the Packers, I don't even think we're going to be watching it because we got the golf tourney. So yeah. We'll, we'll be missing that What time one. is it on? It's it's a really early kickoff. Weird. It's like 10 a.m. or something like that. Hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll have to double check. Oh, I, it's in Green Bay. That's yeah. Okay. Oh, the for the Seahawks pre, uh, preseason game. Yeah. That was kind of nice of the NFL to give us two home preseason games since we have to fucking fly so far. Yeah, that was, and it was cool that it was the first two as well because the third one is like, who gives a fuck? It's basically just the last evaluation of who's going to make the team on the bottom of the roster. But I think at this point, um, it's 10 a.m. It's 10 a.m. Yeah, so we'll be. Where are we golfing on Saturday? Sun Valley. Sun Valley. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll be on like, like hole five or something at that point. I, I don't know what time the uh, tournament starts though. Oh. I don't know if it starts super early in the morning because it's there's going to be like a lot of drinking because there's like a keg at every hole or something like that. It's going to be. I was actually uh, golfing with some people uh, that did the Asm Classic last year, and they're like, it's the booziest golf tournament, and like this looks gross. Well. <laughs> Gotta prep for that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I guess just to wrap up the preseason, uh, do, you, do you have any predictions for the game at all? Uh, no. Just I just hope no one gets hurt. Uh, honestly, yeah, I'm not gonna. Well, I probably wouldn't really even watch it if we didn't golf on Saturday, just because I'm not. I'm not that invested in the preseason. Like, the last game, I watched the condensed version, and I was half paying attention. It's just, like, the preseason is... I feel like I, I've seen what I need to see, and yeah. I've read what I've ne- needed to read about our players to the point where I'm like, okay, let's let's wrap this up and, and get things rolling into week one. I, I'm right there with you. It happens every year. It ha- yeah, like, it happens. I just pre- get so tired of the preseason, like, after the first game, basically. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. I honestly, enough. like, looking back at it, I don't know how we lived through so many years of four of these fucking things. Like, yeah. I don't... E- yeah. I, I watched all of them, but I remember even, like, at the height of the Seahawks' power, like, by preseason game four, I'm just like so fucking bored yeah four seems like so many yeah like looking back even though we uh, how many years have we had three two yeah it's just 21 and 2020 so i guess three well either way i just it's hard to fathom that we played that many when like i don't know it's just like not exactly setting people up for success for, as far as like the injury bug yeah i mean there were like I, like tony romo's career ended in the preseason yeah right? I, so. I, I remember that yeah it was against us right mm-hmm. yeah yeah his that back like injury 2016 i think because yeah, yeah that was dax rookie year yeah that was that long ago yeah we're getting old dude <laughs> uh but yeah um i don't know do you have anything else for this one um no, not really. Next week, though, next episode, we should do... Um, Full season predictions? Yes, because it'll be the bye week. We'll have, like, kind of... Or the bye week before the season starts. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and, yeah, I feel like... Did we do that earlier in the summer? I don't remember. We did, like, our... We went through the schedule when it came out. Okay. picked wins and losses. Um, it'd be good if we just, like... Maybe we could, like, make a graphic of our predictions and just sort of revisit them, how we're feeling about it now. Mm-hmm. And then, like, pick, like, you know, stats, leaders, and whatnot. 
yeah, we'll, we'll do all that next week. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's pretty much all I got for this one. Yeah, same here. And, uh... Shout out guys, to Julio's. Yeah, get, get yourself a box of Julio's. Uh, got them at Bread Meyer. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sugary breakfast to start the day. Fruit Loops, essentially. So, uh, yeah. Get yourself a box of these guys. All right. Thanks for listening. Yep. Catch you on the next one.